Hello and welcome to Real Speak Real English with Andrew. English in context. If you've got an intermediate to advanced level of English, you will benefit from this podcast totally in English. You're going to learn idiomatic expressions, phrasal verbs, grammar, and vocabulary, all completely in context with Andrew, the most patient English teacher on the internet. Hello, 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 and welcome to another podcast with Andrew Real Speak, the podcast in English to help you with your English. So now we're into September, um, so it's back to work, it's back to school, it's back to some kind of normality because we're still in 2020 and we still have the coronavirus pandemic. So sorry, there have been no podcasts for, well, a couple of weeks. Um, that's largely due to the fact that I've been A, back into work for a few days, and B, well, I took a week's holiday, a week's annual leave, um, to spend some time just relaxing, thinking about things, and not doing much. So, why not doing much? Well, there are travel restrictions on, on this country, so really, with the exception of Italy, there's nowhere really that I can go. And the price of flights is horrendous. Flights are really expensive um, and it's out of my reach. I simply can't afford the price of these flights at the moment to go anywhere and get some sun. So as a consequence, I stayed here in the UK and it's really, really cold. Uh, We had a public holiday, a bank holiday, the summer public holiday, and I had to put the central heating on. Yes, I had to heat my house because it was so cold in summer. So for those of you who are lucky enough to live in warmer climes, in hotter places, in places with a better climate than this, the central heating here, well, it consists of a boiler, which is a a gas, an appliance which uses gas to boil water, which is then pumped around the house through pipes into radiators which we have in every room and the radiators are made of metal they're fixed to the wall and the hot water flows through the radiators and as a consequence the metal gets hot and the heat radiates out into the room it's quite a traditional sort of old-fashioned way of of heating the house because obviously well in in this country air conditioning is not necessary we don't need to cool the house um it's already cold enough but to heat it yes but not normally in summer eh? but yeah this summer i've had to have the heating on so my gas bill is unseasonably high it's quite expensive to heat a house Um, Other things I did over the summer, well, the week that I had, I went on a road trip. Um, We went on a road trip into Wales. Now, I took my daughter with me. She's 12. And she's never visited some of these places. And if you've ever been, you'll know that North Wales is a very beautiful part of the country. Um, If you haven't been, well, you should perhaps visit it. It's really, really nice. Um, we went from where we lived to a, a place called Betisy Coed, because in North Wales, in this area, people actually speak Welsh as a first language. 
um, often people there speak English as a second language, although they're native English speakers fluent in English. It's a bilingual area of the UK. Um, and the Welsh language really, well, it has nothing to do with English. It's not got much Latin in it. It's certainly got not uh, much of an influence from Germanic languages. It's a very old Celtic language which predates or which was in the UK before uh, sort of any idea of English was brought to these islands. It's a language which is thousands of years old. It's, it's difficult to learn um, well, because it's not really connected to English or a Romance language, but a lot of people speak it. I think Wales has a population of about three million people. Um, now, in school, they have to study Welsh in primary school and secondary school. It's a mandatory subject because they're trying to revive what was once a dying language, which is really good because it gives this uh, continuation to Welsh culture, Welsh heritage. And the Welsh are very famous for poems and songs and the Welsh language kind of lends itself to this. It's open to poetry and singing because it's a very sort of rhythmic, poetic kind of language. Well, to my ears anyway, it sounds that way to me. So yeah, we took a drive up to uh, Bettersy Coed, which is in the sort of centre of North Wales in Snowdonian National Park which is home to the highest mountain in England and Wales. The highest mountain in the UK is actually in Scotland, it's called Ben Nevis. But Mount Snowdon in Wales is the highest mountain in England and Wales. We didn't climb the mountain. The day before we travelled up there, there was a, a huge storm. Um, so everything was wet, it had been raining, some of the roads were flooded, but we got through. And we stopped in Betsy Coyd, which is a nice little sort of tourist destination in North Wales. We had a wander around, we had a look around the town. Um, it's all made out of stone and slate. Uh, and it's very sort of traditional Welsh place with the river flowing through and waterfalls and a railway station and a number of shops, hotels and restaurants. We were there for about an hour. Then we got back in the car and continued through what I think is the most beautiful part of North Wales. It's a place called the Ogwin Valley. And the main road is single track road. It's not like a motorway or a highway or anything like that. Normal road. And you drive through this sort of twisting, winding mountain pass. But the, the mountain, the, the valley is really wide and open. And there's lakes. And obviously there are mountains and after the storm there were waterfalls coming down the sides of the mountains and the cloud was really low and grey and the whole place looked kind of melancholic with the grey and the grey of the stone on the mountains and the, the water everywhere but it was absolutely beautiful and when we got through the other side of the Ogwin Valley it opened up and we dropped down to the coast and into Bangor. Now, Bangor is a, is a city in North Wales. I went to university in Bangor a long time ago. So we parked the car near where I used to live and took a walk up and down the high street in Bangor, uh, of course with face masks on in case we went into any shops. However, while we were there, it began to rain. So we got back in the car and then drove across 
the Menai Strait to another island called Anglesey. And we had lunch on Anglesey. It was really nice. And then back across to the mainland, down to a place called Port Maddock, which is kind of a tourist town um, in West Wales, uh, obviously into the Irish Sea. It wasn't raining. It was kind of cold, windy, you know, like wind coming in from the sea. So blustery, we would call this. And we visited a few shops, you know, with social distancing, hand sanitizing, face masks, bought a few things, then got back in the car and came home. All in all, we were out of the house for perhaps 12 hours, but it was a really good day. It was nice to get out, nice to have a change of scenery and nice to get away from these four walls that I've been trapped inside since March. Now, not necessarily, because apart from that, before the week off, I actually went back into college for a few days um, just to see, you know, how everything is, the sort of social distancing, the coronavirus arrangements that have been made in college. And I've got to be honest, before I went, I wasn't particularly keen on going in there. Um, but in the end, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The one-way system was good to move around the college. Everybody was socially distanced, even the students. Um, so I've had three days in there and they, they were really good. It was nice to get back to see some of my colleagues. Uh, nice to have a bit of a laugh, have some fun, which we would call office banter. You know, banter, B-A-N-T-E-R. The kind of humour, the joke that you have with your colleagues at work is often called office banter. So it was really good to engage in some banter again, have fun with my friends, my work colleagues, um, and actually do some proper work in a classroom. You know, it was good to be back in a classroom again. I found it to be, uh, I had to be very, very energetic. I had to answer lots of questions um, because I wasn't actually teaching. I was facilitating. Another teacher was teaching via a remote platform through to the whiteboards because they were teaching 10 classes simultaneously. So there were 10 of us in there facilitating to answer questions on an individual basis and to help the students. And you know, a few days of eight hours back on your feet at the front of a classroom, well, it was exhausting. I was absolutely shattered. Shattered is like really, really tired when I got home. It, uh, yeah, I was shattered after the few days of teaching in the classroom again. But it was good, it was a good experience and I really enjoyed it. And as a consequence, well, it's back to work next week. So hopefully next week I'll be able to see some of my own students um, and begin to progress the autumn term with them, which would be really, really good thing to do because I really like spending time with my students um, and it's good to help them. Also, it's good to be back to podcasts and working on the internet again. Um, at the moment, you can't see me because it's a podcast, but with a view to going back into work next week, I actually had a haircut this morning. Yep, I went and I had my haircut. Um, I hadn't had a haircut since February. It's now September. So my hair was really, really long and quite curly. I don't have sort of straight hair when it gets long. So I thought in order to maintain a good appearance for returning back to work that I should have a haircut. 
And again, I was a bit apprehensive about going for a haircut. That's why I haven't been. I haven't had my haircut until now. Um, because you're in a close, you're in close proximity to somebody. They have lots of people who go in and out of the barber shop. Yeah, I use a barber, not a hairdresser. Um, a hairdresser generally is for women, children, men can go, but a barber normally is for men, and that's that's where I go. Um, anyway, I wasn't keen on going because you're in close proximity to people. There are people in and out all the time. But what I found is that I had to reserve an appointment. So they have a, a Facebook page, which is the calendar app. So I went on that this morning at about eight o'clock and I booked my appointment. I booked it. I made my reservation for 10.30 and then drove over there in the car. It's only about four miles away, but the weather's not very good. So I decided to drive rather than walking. Drove over, went in and it, it was very good. The uh, the barber was wearing a face mask. I had to wear a face mask and hand sanitise on the way in. The chair that I sat in had just been sort of sterilised with antibacterial or antiviral wipes. And the, the barber herself was wearing a face mask. All the scissors, razor blades and everything. Well, it was extra clean. It was extra safe. And I'm glad I went now because now I don't look like a sheep. Uh, my hair cuts back to normal, back to how it should be, back to how it was before the coronavirus pandemic. So that was that was a good experience again, um, and quite positive, um, with a view to going back to work next week. Also, with a view to making some more videos for my Real Speak YouTube channel, and also with a view to offering online English classes to those who need it because I've been thinking over the summer that this is something I could do as well. You know, I've got years of experience of teaching people um, to IELTS or to Cambridge Preliminary English Test or First Certificate Exam, Cambridge Advanced English, Cambridge Proficiency in English, um, which is very different to this kind of free-moving discussion podcast, which is designed to help you with your listening skills and to help you hear grammar and vocabulary in context. So teaching to test is a very different um, skill to doing this kind of podcast. And it's something that I'd like to explore if there's any demand for it out there, you know. Um, obviously now with technology and the internet, you can have a kind of a, you know, like a more global reach, like a English Academy online kind of thing. But that leaves the students safe in the knowledge that they're, they're having a teacher who's obviously very experienced in doing this. And while I had my own business, which was a Cambridge exam preparation centre, we had a 96% success rate with a Cambridge exam. So, you know, I've been doing that a long time and I'm kind of thinking about getting back into it because, well, some people want this. Some people need to pass these exams for perhaps university entrance or to move country or to help with their career prospects. So I think, you know, if there's interest there, then it's something that perhaps I should offer. Um, but that's not the focus of these podcasts. I mean, these podcasts are here to help you listen to maybe a different accent in English or to hear different grammar or different idiomatic expressions in context to help you with your listening. But that's not the only way you should use these podcasts. I really hope that you've got a kind of 
either a Google Doc or a Word Doc or a, a, a notebook for learning English. And while you're listening to this, you know, it's got a pause button. You can stop what I'm saying. So if you hear something, that you know, a phrase or an expression or a grammar piece that you think, oh, I like that, then press pause. Write it down in your notebook. It's there for you to learn from. You know, that listening to this podcast doesn't have to be a passive experience. You can make it an active experience. You can take what I'm saying, make notes, and incorporate some of the things I say into into your English. You know, it, it can be an active process. Or, alternatively, you might just be listening to this in the car. Or while you're out having a walk. Or while you're doing the shopping. Whatever you're doing, it doesn't matter. As long as you're listening to English. You know, every day, possibly 20 minutes, half an hour of contact with English, it's going to make the world of difference to you. Whether you're listening to this, whether you're reading something you find interesting, whether you're listening to other podcasts, you know. I'm not kind of precious about this. I don't think this should be the only podcast you need to listen to in English. Good God, no. There's loads of other podcasts out there, you know, from... Well, a lot of people listen to the BBC. It's a good place to begin. They talk about a wide variety of topics. They use the received pronunciation, standard UK educated accent. And they probably, well, speak a little slower than I am right now. But bear in mind, this podcast is aimed at sort of intermediate, upper intermediate, advanced level uh, learners of English to actually hear English spoken in its correct rhythm, its correct tempo, not like some sort of um, listening activity you get with a textbook, which is, especially, you know, at a B1, people speak very slowly in B1 audio listenings, and it's very standard English. And then at B2, it becomes a little bit faster. They may put in some slightly more difficult accents for people to listen to. And then obviously at C1, it's kind of natural English, which is adapted from broadcasts or radio shows or television shows. And it's kind of full speed English, but it's still a little bit controlled, a little bit doctored. It's not 100% natural. And that's kind of what I'm aiming to do here. It's 100% natural. Uh, the BBC is 100% natural. Lots of other podcasts are. You can watch Netflix in English if you have access. Um, I've got a YouTube channel. There are loads of other YouTube channels that help with English. But I think this one's quite unique because I'm not specifically or explicitly teaching grammar. I'm not going to say to you on these podcasts, oh, today let's look at the present perfect or the past simple because that's not what it's about. This is about getting the grammar naturally in context and I really hope it helps you. Anyway, I just wanted to record this quick, well, not so quick, it's been 20 minutes now nearly, um, podcast today, just to say that, you know, we're back. The, unfortunately, the summer's over. Um, and just to say hello to everybody who's listening to this, to the people who have listened to this so far, and to the people who will listen to this in the future, because obviously it's going up on Podbean, it's going up on uh, Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as it's known now. And, you know, it'd be stored there forever for posterity. So autumn term beginning, 
back to a weekly podcast and I'll be trying to do some videos as well over on the YouTube channel. So welcome back and well, speak to you again next week. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the end of this episode. As always, if you'd like to find the transcriptions, please visit our website, www.realspeak.uk, or in the bottom of the podcast here, you can find the transcription too. And thank you for listening. Take care. See you next time.